G'day, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate, Mate Reckons. Reckons. The show where we teach you... And each other... About whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Whatever we're really kind of curious about. Parental advisory. We're probably going to do some sweary swears. And we're going to talk about some sexy, sexy sexiness. Because we are very sexy people. Oh, aren't we? Do- oh, it's what we're known for. It is. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Claire. Hey, Dave. How you doing, mate? Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't know. I presume by the time the episode goes out, like, people will still be in some kind of COVID situation. Surely. But um, I, I was laughing with a friend the other day where it's like, you ask, the first thing you ask is, how are you going? And then you get a short monologue about how people are dealing. Mm. And, and inevitably there's like... Just a note of darkness or like hopelessness or like, and then so you go on this. I've gone on this journey a lot with different people where you go on the journey of ah oh, downhill and then you watch them try and nose pull out of the nose. Everything will be okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's only for a short amount of time, really. In we're the grand scheme of things. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we jump in? Yeah, because I want. I really want to know about this. You gave me something very specific. Very specific because I watched, I had no particular feelings on Madame Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And I watched her series on Netflix called The Goop Lab. Yeah. And enjoyed it enough as a piece of kind of light, interesting entertainment. Yes. To start researching, going down some, like, and and encountered a level of hatred (laughs) that was so vigorous. And there was this whole thing that I didn't go into which was that she sold, she sells on her site, the Goop site, a vagina candle <laughs> or something that smells like her badge. I'm not sure. So I went, over to you, Claire. I want to know about Gwyneth Beltro's vagina. Vagina, yeah. So I've gone down a rabbit hole. Great. Is that the name of the That's candle? That's the name of her vagina. <laughs> Great. So the vagina story actually isn't, isn't that interesting in the grand scheme of all of this Gwyneth Beltro Goop stuff. stuff. Okay. So the, the vagina story is she works with in, Goop, the brand that she has run since 2008, mm-hmm. um, has an online store where they sell wellness products, they sell clothes, they sell all sorts of things on this site. She think she collaborate and some products they make themselves or collaborate with artists to, yeah. to create. And I can say from a cursory look. It's very expensive. Very expensive. It's like very high-end. Yes. An aspirational brand. Yes. And she makes no apologies for that. Yeah. So she collaborates with a famous scent candle maker who she says is her friend um, who runs a candle brand called Heretic. Okay. And they're hanging out and they're smelling nice things and they're kind of coming up with scents together. And Gwyneth Paltrow makes the joke, smelling one, that is like... This smells like my vagina. <laughs> Great joke. You and I would crack that joke. Yeah. Hilarious. Old well, Mac... I wouldn't because I don't have a vagina. Well, Old Make Heretic. <laughs> well, unlucky for you. Indeed. Old I... Make Heretic is like my friend Gwyneth is fucking funny. Yes. I'm going to call the candle that. Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. I'm going to call it This Smells Like My Vagina. Right, great. People then, because of their already weird feelings they have about Gwyneth Paltrow, Miss the joke completely. Mm. It then gets reported that she has released a candle that smells like her okay. vagina. Okay. 
So then in a couple of interviews, interviews that she did, she comes out and she's like, no, it was a joke. Yeah. We thought it was very funny. Um, this is where it came from. Yeah. It does not smell like my vagina. But she then uses it to leverage a conversation <laughs> about the fact that she calls it a feminist statement. And in her words, she says, we thought it was a little punk rock, mm. which is funny of Gwyneth Paltrow using the word punk, punk rock. rock, but to kind of talk about the shame sure. around vaginas and smells yes, and yes. as something that we don't talk about. So she's like, if people are going to get pissed off with me, at least we can engage in a conversation in the shame that okay. women feel about Fantastic. their vaginas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty much the vagina the story. It's a $75 candle that sold out. I bet it did, yeah. And it's had, whatever, two rounds of sales and it's sold out every time. Everyone wants this candle. This vagina candle. Because if nothing else, it's like a piece of pop culture memorabilia at this point. Exactly. And it's probably a perfectly nice candle. I, by the sounds of it, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It'd be quite lovely. Yeah. So then I was like, I want to know more about Goop. Sure. Yes, please. Which is worth $250 million. Okay, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a hugely, hugely successful corporation yeah. business. Yeah. It was named Goop. Yeah. Because GPR her initials, and she read something somewhere that said most internet successful internet companies have two O's in their names. Right, Google, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, so she then added two O's, and it became Goop. A thing. Which started as a blog in two thousand and eight. Yep, sure. In her kitchen, sure, where she would write posts, email posts using average software. With recommendations of places she'd been, yep. services she'd used, sure. and things that she thought were cool. That's all it started as um, for her. Yep. And then a few years later, it didn't become an actual thing until she met this venture capitalist, right. party, a woman who had been receiving her emails, who said to her, I love what you're doing. Let me give you millions of dollars. We should think about how we monetize this and turn this into a thing. By the way, it's not like I go to a lot of parties, but if there's any venture capitalists out there... Who want to turn this into this, a thing? Or any part of the brand monolith that is... I mean, we've got some offers. We've got, we've got well, a lot of things but, that we make. But there's still, um, you know, there's still some room at the table for a few more million dollars mm. in this round of investment if anybody wants to... So get in touch. ...come on board. To our Gmail address. <laughs> <laughs> Please hit us up. Yeah. So then she's got money backing her and it becomes a thing. It mostly kind of hits its stride in 2004 where she's then like really stepping her pussy up and making okay. shit happen. So now Goop is basically about the thing we talked about with aspiration. Yeah. She is unapologetic about privilege and being like people can want nice things and have nice things and it's okay. Because a lot of the critique around her, or the first thing you notice, is that she's incredibly pretty. She's white. She's mm. rich. She's very West Coast America. Very and like has internet. Lived a very successful life. Has famous parents. Uh. Is a very privileged woman. Um, but her justification to that is all of our content is free mm. and accessible, um, but it is aspirational in the things that we think are beautiful. The things yeah. that we make yeah. are expensive. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. 
So that's what she thinks. Um, it's rather like us, where we have this podcast for free, but then um, we're announcing our merchandising line today, <laughs> where you can buy a t-shirt with the podcast artwork on it for eight hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a throw because we think it's a good business model, and we think you should be aspirational. You should be aspirational about our fucking podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All so, right. Yeah. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. People go do what you want. Exactly. So it has now become. So it started as a blog. Yep. They make clothes. It's a beauty company. It's a publishing hub. They have a podcast. They have this kind of. They are a portal to health and healing information as well as producing this TV show. So she is building a fucking empire. Can I admit something? I've yes. listened to a few episodes of the podcast. And are they good? Yeah, sure. I mean, they're, conversa- they're interviews and conversations with generally interesting people. Yeah. Um, so if you dig that, yeah, you can probably go through the back catalogue. I think I listened to the first one, which was like a conversation between Gwyneth and Oprah and then a few other like people, names who I recognised. I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. But Gwyneth does talk close to the microphone <laughs> in a lovely, gentle tone, which is either going to drive you insane or you're fine with that. It has over 100,000 to 650,000 listens per week, much like our podcast. Much like, well, a bit smaller, <laughs> a bit smaller. Yeah, yeah, she'll get, you'll get there one day, Goop. <laughs> Keep trying to reach our heights. <laughs> so it, she's hitting a fucking market, market of people who are curious about it. Sure. And what she says about the brand, which is mostly about wellness. Yeah. And about body and soul and doing good, mostly for women, is kind mm-hmm. of, it's a female-centred business. She's, I want to help you solve problems. I want to be an additive to your life. And an additive to your life. Yeah, right. An additive to your life. And our stuff is beautiful. You can't make what we make at a lower price point. You can't make these things mass market. Yeah. Which is why my garage is filled with... <laughs> 900 versions of our T-shirt because each one is unique and beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes, good. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm on, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the kind of products that they sell, and this is, but this is also how smart she is in terms of business. Yeah. So they'll do these blogs about things. Yeah. And this is this information. So she's business savvy and whoever she's got with her is business is savvy Obviously, as well. yeah. So, for example, when a story about beauty products that didn't have endocrine disruptors and formaldehyde in them got a lot of traffic on the blog in 2015, the company then started Goop Juice Beauty, a collection of clean face creams and oils and cleansers that promised it lacked those products. Yeah, right, right. When a story about postnatal depletion, a syndrome coined by one of the Goop doctors... Mm-hmm. Did even better than average business in 2017. It then introduced Goop Wellness a series of four vitamin protocols for women with different concerns, weight, energy, focus, etc. Yeah, sure. Goop says it sold $100,000 worth of them on the first day. Wowee. So they're putting out this content that is free. Particularly about women's health and women's well-being. Yes. Yeah, sure. And then seeing what lands and then they're turning that into a fucking product that people can buy. Yes. That pe- the 
Yes, it is available to people who can buy, who can afford it. Yeah. Too, which is obviously a thin demographic, but yes. If you Google weird goop products, <laughs> which the I shit did, that comes up. the shit that comes up that has been on this website. Yeah. And some things are like it's it's sex toys or bath soaps or candles sure. or uh-huh. you know unique kind of things like that. Sure. Water bottles with crystals in them that are meant to charge your water. Yes, right. There's also things <laughs> very scientific. <laughs> this is very scientific. Yeah. There's things like four hundred and twenty-five dollar gold handcuffs. For sex. For sex. Right. But they're okay. gold. Okay. A three hundred. Will that help? <laughs> you get turned on. I suppose it would because, if you knew. If you're like. Yeah. I don't want to go to a sex shop and get ones with red fluff on them. Yeah, I want my two my bucks. bedroom is beautiful. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I guess. Okay. Three thousand five hundred dollar good in infi- a gold good. Gold infused vibrator. Gold infused vibrator. Five three and a half grand vibrator. Now look. If you had that money, would you buy it? No, because I go. I think there's only so much. <laughs> Here we go. There's only so much. Like me using a three and a half thousand dollar vibrator is no different than me using a seventy dollar vibrator. The orgasms that would be generated from those two products surely can't be that different. Well, you would think. Like. Report back. <laughs> you can donate to Claire's GoFundMe <laughs> vibrator buy some, page. Please buy some T-shirts so I can buy three and a half thousand dollars. It's my service to the world. You would think. Surely. You would think. Vibrator generally. Is an orgasm is an orgasm. Yes. To a certain extent. That obviously. the same. With a sp- yes, but you're not going to get that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. $43,000 pair of earrings. That vibrate. <laughs> Vibrate. If I'm paying $43,000 for a pair of earrings, they yeah, better right. fucking vibrate. Okay, okay. A $400 bag specifically designed to be your firewood tote bag. What does that mean, firewood tote? Literally, when you, you know all those moments where you go and chop your firewood, Dave, and then you're like, damn it, this, lugging this up with my beautiful Are you serious? Hand. It's a bag for your firewood? Yes, that costs $400. Right. There was one that kind Can't of... Can't you use your arms? <laughs> Or any other. Any other old bag you've got lying around <laughs> Clearly for firewood? Not. Okay. Clearly not. You need a $400 okay. firewood tote bag. Right. They sold these things that were $120 mind-body vibe stickers that were endorsed by NASA. What? How does it, what to do what? Apparently endorsed by, where you stick them on you and they are meant to like center you and align your energy energy and heal. They're just basically a sticker. Your daughter would have some in her bedroom right now that we could go and pop on. Endorsed by NASA. Well, NASA had something to do with it. Right. Okay. Apparently. Apparently. Wow. This is my favorite though. Yeah. Psychic vampire repellent. Unpack that for me. How much does it cost? $27. Right. This is the advertising. If there's a more pleasurable way to banish psychic vampires, we don't know it. This essential oil blend of lavender, rosemary, and I should do the Gwyneth Paltrow voice, and juniper is energy refreshing scent with a tendency to conjure up positivity. How you use it. Shake it gently before use. Spray it around the aura to protect from the psychic attack and emotional harm. Avoid contact with your eyes. Do not ingest it or inhale it. About the brand, it is a crystal and spiritual healer. Zoe Taylor Crane distills the powers of gemstones into gorgeous elixirs and mists. Okay. And it's meant to repel... Psychic vampires. Okay. So it's aromatherapy that you're putting 
in and around your aura with the idea that people who would drain to protect your aura energy, I guess. So yeah. people aren't so psychic vampires aren't going to take or just toxic people and shit people aren't going to take your energy from you. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Aromatherapy is a powerful thing. It is a powerful scent. Is a powerful the scent thing. is a powerful thing. And absolutely, if that makes you feel good, then sure, go for it. You can buy decent, very decent, posh, even high-end essential oil blends for still cheaper than what? $72? $27. So it's not too bad. Oh, okay. Bad. It's not too bad at all. All right. I think what people have issue with is the way that they advertise things. So but people, we wouldn't yeah. talk about This is the thing. We wouldn't talk about it unless it was advertised Yes, like so that. she leans in, yeah. which is a thing she talks about. Yeah. She did an interview or she did like a lesson with at the Harvard um, Business School where she talked about her business mm-hmm. and who she is. And she talks about the fact that people get fucking pissed off. Yeah. And she calls them cultural firestorms that these people get angry. They talk about mm-hmm. the fucking vagina candle. They talk about psychic vampire repellent. They talk about these things that she's doing. Um, doctors get on board and have opinions about them. Um but essentially all it does is drives up traffic to the Goop yeah, website sure. and then she is quoted as saying, I can monetize those eyeballs yeah, yeah, yeah. on my website. So it doesn't matter what. All news is good news. Exactly. So I love this quote from a New York Times article about her. Goop has learned to do a special kind of dark art to corral the vitriol of the internet and the ever-present, shall we call it, cultural ambivalence about Gwyneth Paltrow herself and turn it into cash. Yeah. Because as of June, they had 2.4 million unique visitors on their site per month. Oh, wow. Again, (laughs) almost as much as us. Yeah, nearly as much as us on our content. We've just got to figure out all those people that freaking hate us. We've just got to we need to out. cause some cultural fires. We do. David. We need to say some things that will offend people. Go. <laughs> you smelly <laughs> poo head. <laughs> what can we do? Den- I can get elected president by saying let's ingest disinfectant or some shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, great. So people get angry, people, because things that they up until this point are kind of saying... Whatever the whatever um, tribunals for kind of fact checking of products, sure, sure, sure. They've been in trouble a couple of times to be like that is you're making false claims. Okay. Um, but how they get around that is by the blog. They only ever kind of they do Q and A's on the blog, so it's not doctors or wellness professionals or wellness specialists coming on and saying this will do this for you. Yeah, sure. They get around it by it being this person's theory. On what will What work. do you believe? Crystal infused water will make you feel X, Y, Z. I think it will do this. Yeah. This is what I believe. Yeah. So that's how they get around it. Yeah, sure. But as of last year, because they'd been involved in so many cultural firestorms, they now have a goop lawyer who vets everything on the website. They have an editor who runs their magazine. They have a man with a PhD in nutritional science and a director of science and research who's a former Stanford professor and a full-time fact checker. Okay. On their staff. Right, so they're not doing, make sure they're not doing any harm. I think now they've kind of gone, right. So now what I was curious about is Gwyneth herself. Sure. Did you have an opinion about Gwyneth Paltrow? Not particularly. Neither did I, really. I think she's fine. I I didn't really have an opinion about her at all. But I know some people 
despise her. People fucking hate her. And I had no idea that the level of rage or Mm. vitriol towards her is so immense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tells this great story about when her and Chris Martin separated. Yes. She called it, or they called it, a A conscious conscious uncoupling. Sure. Which she said she was... um, they were trying. They were hurt people who knew that this thing that they loved wasn't going to work, yep. and they were trying to do it in a different way. And had a couple of kids to look after as well. Exactly. So they're like, "We're going to try and do this a different way. This is what we are doing. We are consciously uncoupling from each mm. other." But what she didn't realize is the reaction that people would have to that mm. because of everything else that surrounds her. That people believe or take that to be like she's better than us or she thinks she's better than Uh, us. She's even going to do divorce differently to us. Yeah, sure. Fucking Gwyneth. Sure. And she says that is the moment where she realised that language from her mouth Mm. has a different reaction culturally than when other people say things. Because she is affluent, white. White, beautiful. Blonde. Conventionally beautiful. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So the way that people respond to her is different to the way yeah. that other people respond to her. Yeah. She talks about this moment where she was, Star Magazine called her, she was in a magazine where she, in the same week, it said she was the most hated celebrity in the world. Wow, eh? And she says, I remember being like, really? More than like Chris Brown? Yeah. Um, me? Really? Wow. It was also the same week that I was people's most beautiful woman. Yeah. For a minute, I was like, wait, I don't understand. Am I hated to the bone or am I the world's most beautiful? What well, a fucking t- bizarre world. Well, the two are related. Of course they are. As, as soon as if we, it's our relationship to beauty is so fucked mm-hmm. that we want to get there, but we hate those that have it because we're jealous as well, because it is the greatest commodity in our world. And when we see someone using it as a commodity mm. and using it well, we go, fuck you. And, uh, and it's yes. also, also it is bound in uh, race as well. I do think, I think, I think Absolutely. there's all, all those structures of power there as well that she can only get to that she can only do what she's doing because of who she is. Mm. Should she apologize for that? No. And in and, and she's doing it because she's aware of it. I simultaneously understand people's discomfort and like ugh cringeness with her, but at the same time I go, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Because there's something in the wellness industry as well being being a lot of Privileged white people. Yeah, totally, totally. Because they they already have their basic health needs Met. taken care of, and this is a particular issue in America, of course, mm. where health is so contentious. Go well, you already have your basic health needs yet met, so of course you can think about green juices, and you can spend ten dollars mm. on a juice. You know, I think that's I can understand how that would piss people off. Yeah, and so what I made me think about is why we are able to, or how we think, why we think it's okay particularly with celebrities and celebrity culture, why we think it's okay to hate people that we don't know. Yeah. Well, because it makes us feel good. Mm. We wouldn't do it unless it made us feel good. Anger and hatred, uh, anger and rage against something makes us feel really Mm. empowered. Justified in whatever we're sad or angry. Self-righteousness feels great. (laughs) It's not particularly useful and it makes you disastrously unattractive Mm. and doesn't help you in the long run. But in the short run, it makes you feel awesome, particularly in a culture where 
Particularly if you're, well, you don't even have to be witty. You can just be mean and funny and outrageous. And it gets rewarded. And it on gets Twitter rewarded or by the, your peers. Or and just like New York Times said, Goop has done that, but in a different way. Has kind of used that yeah. new economy of vitriol in an interesting way. And I think she is, which I never ever thought I would say this about Gwyneth Paltrow, but I find something interesting in her in her humanity now and maybe in, in what is her privileged white, mm. not very intersectional feminist mm. politic of I'm going to do this my way yeah, and I actually don't fucking care what people think about yeah. me. There's something about her feeling like she has something in her having the audacity yeah. to do it anyway, knowing that she's the most hated woman. I find that celebrity. inspirational. Me too. I'm not that. Liberated. I think I'm that's incredible to be like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't care. I'm gonna put this shit on my yeah. website. I I yeah, fuck yeah, I do fasts or I drink yeah, yeah, my yeah. juices or I have candles that are seventy five dollars a pop and I have them all in like yeah, I yeah. fucking fuck you. I mm. don't care. Yeah, yeah. I kinda love that. Yeah, I love that too. I think we could all use a little bit more Gwyneth energy in our life. Well, my mate reckons that we could all use some more Gwyneth energy in our life and that the candle's not that big a deal. Anyway, that's what I asked about originally. and But I now I want one. Yeah, I really want one too. But I don't want to pay 75 US dollars for it and it all sold out anyway. I'm going to go and get some essential oil blends. Blends, possibly from Coles for like five bucks a pop. Psychic vampire. Yeah, mate. So if you notice a smell around me, um, just you know, I'll be like, oh no, I'm a vampire. (laughs) You can't suck my psychic anymore, Jesus. You can't suck my psychic anymore. (laughs) If you've got questions, thoughts, complaints, send them to my mate Records. (laughs) (laughs) My mate Records at gmail.com. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Bye. listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this Please on, do. that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your me. friends tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show <laughs> i see what you did there where can people find you claire people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave person writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.